Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Pediapod for December 2017. In this episode, we'll hear about a new section of our journal dedicated to quality and patient safety research. Over the past 20 years, new sciences have developed around the delivery of high-quality, safe healthcare, and paediatric research has recognised that with the creation of a new section dedicated to research into these areas. Acting as editor for this new section is paediatrician Peter Lackman, who, amongst other roles, is the chief executive of the International Society for Quality in Healthcare. Peter has been focused on quality improvement and patient safety for the past 15 years. I started off by asking him why paediatric research has created this new section now. Pediatric research has realised that the new uh, areas of science, such as implementation science, patient safety science and improvement science, which have developed over the last 20 to 30 years, have not been represented in the journal. And the editors thought that it would be a good idea to have a section for this, firstly to attract papers, and secondly to uh, raise the bar, because once a research journal is starting to look at this, researchers will now consider it as important. Even though it's a different type of research, they'll see it as somewhere that's getting recognition and that that we should have research in these three new sciences in the pediatric field. The reason why they've come up is that, for example, in patient safety, we know that we harm between 10 to 15 percent of all patients who come into our care. And so the study of how this happens and how we can solve it has now become uh, an area of focus. And in terms of quality and implementation, there are six domains of quality of which safety is one. And the other areas are about effectiveness and um, efficient care and equity of care and person-centered care uh, all relate to how we implement what is reported in the journal. We often call translational research, and it fits very well in the remit of this journal. And is it fair to say that the majority of the research into patient safety has been carried out in adults? Yes, uh, like most things in paediatrics, we extrapolate a lot from adults. So if I was a neonatologist, a lot of the things on drugs is extrapolation because we don't do biomedical research on certain, on certain things on children. A good example is if you wanted to decrease ventilator-associated pneumonia, the research has been in adults and in paediatrics has been extrapolation from the adults' research. So uh, what we really want to do is start having good quality research in paediatrics. Let's dig a bit deeper then into the categories of research. Firstly, what do we mean by improvement science? 
So improvement science is an area that looks at how we can take the care that we are doing and continually improve it. The main theoretical background is a chap called Edwards W. Deming, who was a statistician. And basically what he's saying is that we can't assume that healthcare or any system can improve on its own. We have to understand the factors that cause improvement and we have to study them in a scientific way. And he came up with a structure of looking at uh, how systems work, how different processes in the systems vary, how the people and belief systems work, and then actually how you can change, all based on a scientific method that is derived from the laboratory. And the purpose of improvement science in this journal is to call for researchers to now start to do scientific research to examine how can we improve the quality of care that we give to our patients. Presumably the methodologies deployed in improvement research will vary compared to a typical biomedical experiment, for example. Okay, so the gold standard in laboratory research or clinical research is a randomized controlled trial. Now, that hasn't really worked in improvement because improvement is more iterative. What really happens is that you're working in the real world. So let's say I'll give you an example of how it would work. If we get a new intervention for a disease, a new drug, improvement science studies how you implement that into the general uh, medical environment. What happens usually, we say, oh, doctors will go to conferences, they'll read about it. But when we look at effective care, are patients getting what they're supposed to get? This is around about 50 to 60% of the time because doctors have different belief systems, different ways of implementing, and some places just don't do it. So you'll have some qualitative research, but you'll use scientific methods that may involve some randomization and may or may involve some studying of of the research in a different way, because instead of eliminating bias, you are studying bias. Secondly, your statistics are slightly different. Instead of using p-values and confidence intervals only, you're using statistical control charts and time series analysis which is as statistically relevant, but just a different type of statistics. So a different methodology and a different statistics, but still sticking to scientific rigor. In your commentary article in Pediatric Research, you mentioned a few times that people are calling for more explicit terminology about the theories of change to be included in the research. Yeah, so just like most things, uh, when a new science starts, uh, there's no agreement in actually how to report it. One of the reasons why we, we started the section is the recognition that the research base is quite varied on quality improvements in patient safety. If you look at the amount of papers published over the last 20 years, there's been a phenomenal growth in this area with dedicated journals, but not in the mainstream. What we want to do is put this in the mainstream and, uh, and get an agreed taxonomy of how to describe improvements, how to describe patient safety research so that we can have comparable studies that we can look at and eventually have meta-analyses. The, the problem right now is that people haven't really agreed on the taxonomy. So, for example, in the uh, an agreed format that's now in quality improvement world are the SQUIRE guidelines that have been published from Dartmouth, and they aim to give an idea of how researchers could report their research with an agreed taxonomy and also agreeing the definitions of what the interventions are. Uh, What we are looking for through publishing through the journal is that researchers now in this field 
will now see there's a, a forum that they can actually publish in, and out of this will emerge the degree taxonomy over time. Uh, there's been, it's come a long way since we started uh, 20 years ago in this field in which there was no taxonomy. And now, at least in patient safety, there is some, and uh, there's a lot of work still to be done, but we've come a long way. Okay, and I'm sure that would-be authors listening can find those Squire guidelines online. So finally, what sorts of research are you looking to publish in this new section of the journal? So let's start with patient safety. We're particularly interested in epidemiological studies, and this might be on prevalence. What happens in pediatrics is often extrapolation from adults. You know, we say, well, this happens in adults, but what happens in pediatrics? And, and pediatrics hasn't had many major studies. There have been a number of studies on, on incidence and prevalence of harm. So that's one area we could look at. And then we have uh, interventions on the impact of implementation of well-known patient safety principles. Another area that we're particularly interested in is in medication harm, because that's the biggest harm in, in pediatrics, and understanding how one can be safer with the high-risk medications that often are used in the conditions that are reported in the journal. So those are the two things. We really also want to look at implementation science in itself. How do you uh, change the structure of your services so that patients get the care everywhere, every day of the week, whenever they need it? There's some research going on implementation that way, on access and on equity of care. And finally, the uh, research on culture of teams and different ways they operate and work is very important because healthcare is very dependent on how the team works now. And that is something different from, say, 30, 40 years ago. That was Peter Lackman. And he mentioned that if anyone wants to know more about the section or the types of research that they might publish, that they should feel free to contact him. That's all we've got time for. Thank you very much for listening. See you again next time for another episode of Pediapod. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling 
drinking all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.